Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. We're glad that you've tuned in. A few things we wanted to tell you at the beginning of the show, and that's this podcast was created to be a tool to help you, primarily to discover and grow your EQ. Science and our own lived experiences confirm that the better we are at managing our emotions, the better we're going to be at making decisions, which leads to a better life. And that's something we all want. We're glad that you've taken out the time today to listen and hope that something that you hear will lead to a breakthrough. Hey, one last thing. We'd really appreciate a review on whichever platform you use to listen. And if you want to, leave some comments about what you heard today, as well as follow and subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode as we continue this journey. And with that, the show begins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. I'm Eric Pennington, and joining me today, as always, is Jeff East. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Hi, Eric, and all our listeners. So, Jeff, in a previous episode, actually, we've done multiple episodes, I think, around spiritual, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the most recent ones, you and I had a discussion around what does this mean about spiritual and emotional? Why is it important? That kind of thing. And I have a totally, totally um, transparent confession to make to you and to the audience. Even as we did that episode, I was still struggling with the connection, like making it fit mm-hmm. where I could actually speak to what I was trying to communicate. And I think we did an okay job. Mm-hmm. But um, I had a conversation with a client this past Friday, and he mentioned something to me that really kind of set me to going deeper with this idea about the spiritual and emotional sides of our of our being, right, of who we are, right? And I want to try to unwrap it a little bit more today with you, and uh, hopefully the audience will be able to see this component uh, that I've been, I feel like I've been on this quest. You know, I don't think that's, I think actually what you're describing is the healthy way to approach it because these things are so, uh, is abstract the right word? Uh, mm. They're not hard facts. Right, right. They, they do have some the level of dynamic and and nebulous. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of nebulous in nature. They're not, you can't pin them down, which really kind of goes to some of what I'm going to talk about, right? So this client, I'm going to go back to him and okay. then, then I'll come into some definitional stuff. So he said to me, I'm really convinced that until you have a good, strong level of spiritual and emotional awareness, true success is really, really difficult. And I just... It just floored me, and I'm going, you, you're right. So then I started thinking in terms of, like, uh, imagine a, a triangle, right? You have one point is spiritual, and I want to be clear for the audience. I, I know you well enough, Jeff. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm talking about not, I'm not talking about religion. I'm, I'm talking about spiritual as in who you are, what goes into making your personality, the way that you approach things, the way that you process things. In essence. Your essence, right? That's a mm-hmm. great way to put it, right? That's what I mean by spiritual. The emotional, which 
We run in that world so much. That is the area of our emotions and what impact they play and how we live our lives, right? Uh, we've heard the term, I think maybe this came from Josh Friedman, emotions drive people. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about that point. And then there's the third point, which is the intellectual side, right? And quite frankly, the intellectual side has probably been screaming to us as a society, can you give me a little bit of a break? Because <laughs> you guys are making me the whole triangle, and I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> You know, I think it's really been crying out for that, right? I'm, I'm tired of carrying the load. Exactly, right? It's like, hey, wh- what about my buddies, emotional and and spiritual? They they they've got a part to play here they, too. They really want to too. Exactly, <laughs> they're saying, yeah, we agree, intellectual. We've been trying to get them to pay attention yes. to us, but they don't pay attention to us, and that's sort of the crux. Because I started to look back over time in my past corporate life. And I just asked myself, it was like, I did this like mental inventory. How much of the time that I spent there was on those three points? And Jeff, I got to tell you, the emphasis without exception was on intellectual. Now, I know there are those out there who say, but Eric, that's how you drive profits. That's how you drive expense control. That's how you drive engage, on and on and on and on. Right? I'd make the argument if you're saying that engagement is enhanced or, or improved by it, I, I would debate you on that. But at the end of the day, it's an intellectual pursuit. Mm-hmm. And the deceptiveness of profit and success is found in that if I look at a certain number and it's a number that the organization has said we want to get and we get it, then we begin to believe that everything is great. If somebody comes up to you after you blew your numbers out of the water and says, you know what, you could be better than that. And you can be better in ways that, as we just said, are nebulous in nature. Mm-hmm. You're going to go, did you see? I'm up 30% this year. I don't, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll think about your suggestion for that whatever. <laughs> yeah. We don't, they don't, we, and it's, it's like, that's a non-starter. But the reality is, Jeff, and I found this to be true, and even in interaction with our clients, there is a hunger for the other points on that triangle, the spiritual and the emotional. And why is that? I I, I want your thoughts, but I I have some that I want to throw in there, too. Okay. For me, I think what that thought is is – I think humans have a longing for completeness. Uh-huh. And with what you're describing in the business culture, that's just, like you said, that's a third of the completeness. Yeah. And we're longing for something and more. And we've been told, right, Jeff? We've been told you can get that somewhere else at another time, but here we need to focus on this. Exactly. Yeah, we're not – Leave your feelings at home. Yeah, we've heard that term, right? Leave them at home. Leave that stuff. Don't. We're not talking about spiritual stuff, you know. And again, that's probably rooted in the fact that most people, when they hear spiritual, they think religion. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I'm going to make this very clear. Um, It is not the responsibility of an organization, a company, to make sure that your intellectual, spiritual, and emotional are healthy. That's not their responsibility. No. However. 
if I'm a senior level leader and I'm running a company or I'm you know, at, a, at, a, at a level where I determine the direction of the company, if I think that I'm going to have a sustainable level of success by only addressing a third of the person, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily see that as a wise approach. No. I, think it's, I think it's a recipe for failure, right? So within that, um, I, I got to believe that if we want performance, if we want great results, we have to pay attention to the other two-thirds of the triangle. Right. And I will tell you, and you know this because of the work we do at Spirit of EQ, it is very clear to me that it's kind of like muscle. If you leave muscle alone long enough, it will atrophy. It will set in, right? Mm -hmm. And it becomes even more difficult to get back to just base level, let alone to actually build more of it, right? Right. So I'm just, I'm just going at it from this angle that let's maybe have a, a, a setting of definition and understanding that what you said, which is so on the money, that we're, we're a species of completeness, right? Mm -hmm. And those three points align to the completeness. Now, certainly there are things that are housed inside of each of those components. I don't want to rob anyone who is thinking spiritual and they want God to be there. That sounds just about right, okay? That I'm not eliminating that from no. the equation. It's just I'm saying who you are and what is happening inside of you. Um, and quite frankly, Jeff, wouldn't my experience in my work, wouldn't I be more fulfilled? Wouldn't I be more engaged if all three are being addressed, right? Yeah, I, I think the energy for all three will be shared and uh, allowed to grow or allowed to happen. Yes, because when I when I say addressed, uh, you know, I want to I want to revisit that a minute with um, I, what I'm actually saying is is that the company creates environments and conditions where you can choose that, mm -hmm. and some of it is in the dynamic of how leaders interact with their people. Mm -hmm. If all of your conversations with your boss are all in the intellectual point, right, on the triangle, it's always intellectual, always intellectual, 90% intellectual, whatever, I'm only dealing with a portion of you. And I got to pretend in my head that the other two just take care of themselves. You, one of the things I've noticed— If, if, I'm, that, if I'm that type of leader, if I'm, if I'm ignoring those other two it, points— one of the things I've noticed in successful businesses, and, and I was part of one, where they would allow non-business things to happen. Like if uh, a group of people that work there uh, thought that the homeless or uh, Habitat for Humanity was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to let them plan something and maybe yeah. – We'll give them. We'll still pay them on Friday. Yeah. One, but let them go do that. That that is where something that is not 
work, the 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 task of the company is allowed to happen. And that, that, you know, if you're allowed to go do something like that, whatever it is, yeah. even if it, it's a bowling league, I don't care, right. but something other than that for your, for the employees to get together with yep. that is edifying, I, I don't really like that word, but mm-hmm. builds them up, yep. those companies are the most successful because they've understood that it has to be more than just work and and I see that you know large companies do things like that, that yeah and and it's and and that's that's a great point too um and that is is that this podcast episode is not to uh, lament or uh to diminish the work that some companies are doing in order to enhance these things mm-hmm. um however um i I question in the age of COVID and all that came with it, whether or not we've done it in an intentional way uh, and done it in a way that leads to a, because human beings not only are beings of completeness, they're very dynamic in nature. We are very dynamic in nature. We both have to use Zoom. Businesses have to use Zoom now. Yep. I don't care how good a camera you have, how good a microphone you have. I am losing connection with you with a Zoom call. Right now, we're sitting across the table. I feel more connected. And and I think what happens in the business world where because we're just seeing an image on a screen, we're not allowed any connection. We're not allowed any of that to happen or to be paid attention to. So companies, okay, we had a great Zoom meeting. The the team is all on the same page. Are they? Mm. Is the team doing well? Are they? You know, we don't know what's going on. Well, I and I, I will almost, um, I'm going to come at it from a different angle with that. Um, and, and that is, um, it comes back to the intentionality. Mm-hmm. Do you go to that Zoom call to connect? If you're the person that's leading it, you're the person that's putting it together. If you're surrounded by people who are intentional in their leadership, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and don't get me wrong, 3D is always going to be better than 2D. Mm-hmm. There's no, I don't think there's any getting around that. But I, I'm saying, Jeff, that I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I think it's both. I think a lot of it has to do with, and and it's again, it's the same thing. Had this discussion recently about, I mean, when you have people who don't know how to manage their emotions, mm-hmm. they legitimately don't. And part of that is because being in a culture that focuses on the intellectual. And I'm going to back us up just a second. What you're talking about can also happen out of work. Right. Um, And we, we, you know, where people only talk about the nuts and bolts of their day. Yes. You know, whether it's family, neighbors, you know, whatever, in your day-to-day relationships – we only focus on the facts. And, you know, my, my, my direction here um, is certainly for each individual listening that they will begin to value those three points, spiritual, emotional, and intellectual, um, and that they will give 
robust attention to each of those. Mm -hmm. Because I do believe that you could trace some of our problems, if not many of our problems, to the fact that we're so heavily weighted on the one side. Um, My wife and I had this conversation about resumes. And when you think about resumes and human beings, there's such a poor representation. I did this. I was responsible for that. I achieved this. I went to school there. I, I obtained this degree. And don't get me wrong. I mean, please don't write in and say I'm anti-resume. Uh, I get it. There's going to be potential for an interview, and, and then there's this, you know, behavioral questions and all the rest. But the, Those words on a piece of paper are just facts. If I'm sitting across from someone in an interview and I say right. – Oh, I see that in your spare time you like to do this. Tell yes. me about that. Yeah. Then I can see what it means to that person. Well, Jeff, and 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 maybe as as a good uh, way of defining that intellectual thing once more. Um, and when we go out and drive, and we get to a stoplight, and the light turns red, your intellectual kicks in. Mm-hmm. Got to stop. Right. When the light turns green, your intellectual kicks in again and says, you need to go. Right. There's really no spiritual, emotional, that's not the spiritual and emotional side of your being that needs to, to kick in. No. Um, now, there obviously can be things that could happen at the time that you're sitting there at the light or when you go through the light, and you know, on and on. But I guess the, the, the true take home is that first that the individuals will – will take ownership of these three points. And I, I, by every stretch, know this is not as simple as three points and you're done. I mean, this we're human beings. But I do believe that if these three are addressed, it's going to lead to greater performance. And I, when I'm talking about performance, I'm not just talking about inside of a corporate situation. I'm talking about performance as a friend, a neighbor, a son, a daughter, whatever the as case may be. individual, you know, you just – Results. You just made me think of Leonardo da Vinci. Mm-hmm. He was an inventor, right? Yep. He invented things. Parachute, you know, the, uh, the idea of, of a tank, whatever. How good of an inventor would he have been if he didn't let that spiritual and emotional side come out in his art? Yeah. Because, you know, his, his job... You know, as an inventor, would have been so much different. I think if well, he if he didn't have those other things in his life. Yes, and I think Jeff, you 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 bring up another great point. In as much as that, I think if we were to begin to again to apply more balance in these three, mm-hmm. people could really go. You know, I'm not so sure I really wanted to ever be an accountant, or I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure if I really like living in a suburb. But if it's all intellectual, mm-hmm. if it's all about facts, well, my gosh, Jeff, if you go to an Ivy League college, it's pretty much a fact that your opportunities for getting on Wall Street go up. Right. Okay. Well, and if it is a fact that if you make a lot of money, you can buy X type of car. It's a fact, right? Right. If, if, if I make a million dollars a year in a salary, I will be able to buy a Corvette. Someone will say, yes, that's true. You have the money. You can go do that. But if we don't catch, well, what's behind your desire for the Corvette? 
Well, my dad used to get them, and and he never paid any attention to me. And oh, I'd rather drive a Prius, really, if you ask me. That's a person that's allowing that emotional and spiritual to have its place. It's the thing that might say, "Hold on, Eric." You don't really want a Corvette. You know that. You do prefer a Prius. That fits who you are because mm-hmm. you like the way those des- are designed. You like what they mean for the environment, whatever the case may be. Versus if I'm only over here in the intellectual side, I'll ignore the emotions, I'll ignore the spiritual, and I'll just I'll go do the Corvette. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to slam anyone that has gone down that path. I'm trying to communicate the faultiness of that approach is that, again, you're leaving two-thirds of your life to just atrophy. Yeah, I wrote this down before, and then actually it was a discussion in my little group last night. Who is defining what the success is for you? Or mm-hmm. what we talked about last night was what is the promised land that you're looking for? Is it really what you want? Yeah. Is this success that... You know, if you're in the corporate world, the only success is, you talked about it earlier, numbers. What To, to let that spiritual and emotional go, what will really make me happy? You know, I could live on a third of the salary and do these other things that make me happy. Yeah. Instead yeah. of putting every bit of emotional, spiritual, intellect, every bit of energy you have into making three times as much money, but you're miserable. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I say that um, in light of the kind of work that we do, and you know, obviously, uh, Jeff, and we may have mentioned it on the show, we're we're on the verge of having a new assessment um, that'll be a detailed report around the spiritual emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. right? And it's going to be a robust report. I want to say at last look, twenty five pages, if you will. And don't let that frighten you, those out there in the audience. But it's coming together for me to see that between that and between our core emotional intelligence assessment, we're able to help people get a sense about where am I at? And then by working with us, what's my road ahead? And, and, and as I said, Jeff, I'm not saying stop focusing on the intellectual. Right. What I'm saying is they all three work together. And in the beginning, and, and we've alluded to this before, you're going to encounter the resistance because that which has been ignored, you're going to, it's resistance is coming your way. I mean, it's coming your way. Again, use the, uh, the, the imagery of strength training. If you have not lifted weights for the last 15, 20 years and you've decided, oh, now's the time. I applaud you for that. I think that's great. There's all kinds of data that says that will help you. Longevity and general health, on and on and on. But I got to tell you, probably after the first time you lift the weights, (laughs) you're going to say, I can't do this. You're going to say, I I don't want to do this. You're going to say, you know what, I'm going to start next week. I mean, whatever the case may be fitting into your personality. I just cannot emphasize enough, though that if you do it the next time, and then you do it the next time, you will start to build muscle. And that's where we come in to help 
is giving you those tools and also being alongside of you for an extended period of time so that you can navigate all that comes with making this change. You know, I think just to make sure it's clear, the spiritual, just like the emotional, are, are learned skills. Mm-hmm. We need to remember that. Yeah, because it, it, it is a journey, is it not? And just as the intellectual has learned skills, too. You, you learn the, the tools of your trade, whatever it is. So I think we need to make sure that people keep that in mind, you yeah. know, that yeah. it's very learnable, but you just have to decide. Well, and, and I, I would dare say that, um, you know, if you, you think about somebody who is in technology, maybe they're, in, they're a software engineer, and they've written code for a certain application. Um, that code is going to last as long as the industry says that that is what we do, that's how we use it, mm-hmm. right? The human part of this whole equation is much more dynamic mm-hmm. because, and I had this conversation uh, here recently about um why it's so important in team situations that the emotional side of things becomes um, paramount is because you could have someone who is considered to be a hothead on the team and they know it because it's probably been told, they've been told, (laughs) right? In probably not nice ways. (laughs) Right. But Jeff, you and I both know, man, when we, release our anger, and if you're a hothead, you're probably doing that because of some reason that you observed from many, many years ago is some kind of learned behavior. And you might not even know what that is. You may not, right? But guess what, Jim? You know, calling you Jim. Think about other partner. Sorry. Um, What do you do when that happens? I mean, what does that what does that person do? What do they go to? What is their tool? More than likely, they're going to just go from whatever they learned. If their dad was a hothead, okay, I'm going to do what my dad did. If it was a coach, if it was whoever was influencing, we're trying to say, you don't have to do that. You know, what I'm thinking about is how flexible humans can be. Yeah. If you think about other species on the planet, uh, an elephant's an elephant. But think of all the different things humans can do. They can be an astronaut. They could be a brain surgeon. Uh, you know, they truck, truck, anything. They can be a success at it because of the flexibility that we have. That neuroplasticity, right? Yes. And they could be happy doing it if they could balance, you know, the spiritual and emotional with the intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And – that's what we're missing. Yes. And um, if, if somebody out in the audience is going, okay, well, then where, where does that, uh, you know, so what do we do, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, we've, we've outlined this in previous episodes. We've done an exhaustive amount of content about emotional intelligence. That's the place where you're going to manage your emotions. That's the place where you're going to learn that, that skill mm-hmm. of managing your emotions in order to make the best decisions, right? The optimal decisions. Mm -hmm. The spiritual one is another one that, at least from our perspective at Spirit of EQ, we have tools for that, for the same same type of scope. 
But it doesn't just it's not just limited there because you may not be in a position to work with us, but it's exploring, okay, who am I really? Yeah, and why? Yeah. I mean, have I been listening to voices that have directed my path and they're not my voice, right? Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are in your faith walk, there's a God connection. Okay, well, who have you been listening to other than God? Mm -hmm. Should you pivot and begin to listen to God and your own voice? Whatever that may be, it is a journey, and it is taking those steps toward growing that. My, my whole premise around here, um, this whole subject, Jeff, when I, when I brought this um, in today was I see so many people who uh, don't, they don't know why things aren't going the way that they wanted them to go. They, they thought that this pursuit of the intellectual which does deliver results. I mean, a type of result. I think they really thought that that was gonna. That's all you needed. I, I think what for me, I think what people like that are is they don't know what pursuit it is that they should be pursuing because they haven't listened. I I can remember in, in previous job I was on the road a lot and I had an XM receiver, I had CDs, a radio, books, all that. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it was a development thing, I can remember driving back from Baltimore with none of that and just listening. I'm not crazy, folks, but listening to yeah. what's going on inside of me. Yeah. And it's so easy. We have all these distractions that people can't sit with themselves because they don't want to hear yeah, and I, I, I guess in the end, you know, just kind of to to hold, hopefully pull this all together. If somebody just today decides, okay, I'm making a commitment. I'm no longer going to leave my emotional and my spiritual sitting in the corner to gather dust, to atrophy, whatever. I'm going to begin applying some emphasis and some effort toward that. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in an organization and you're leading people, um, you should consider uh, tools, uh, initiatives, whatever you want to use, or both, right, that will give people an option to grow those other areas as well and grow them in robust ways. Um, and you know, you mentioned some large companies doing some things with interest outside of work. Mm -hmm. I also think you got to be careful with the flip it. You know, here's a gym membership. Right. We care. You know, that that's not what I'm talking about. And I'm not here to judge that at all. But I'm talking about intentional work, intentional. Here's an opportunity that can increase your chances of being healthy, not just in the intellectual, but also in the emotional and spiritual. Because as you said at the beginning, Jeff, we are beings of completeness, not fractional. Right. We're not fractionally made. It's 
completeness. Um, so there's my awakening. Um, <laughs> uh, and I hope that I'm getting clearer as I go along. Um, it's what does our website say? No, actually, anyway, it's a journey, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, everyone, we appreciate you tuning in today. We've enjoyed it as always, and we look forward to the next time we're together. Take care. Bye bye. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always. So how do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at spiritofeq.com. That's awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them, so... Reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because, one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us. So we're, we're not the perfect podcast host. We're close. Okay. But, all right. But, but not, still, not totally we want perfect. your feedback. We want your feedback. But it'll, it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or, or options for you to be able to leave a comment, a like, or those kind of things. Just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. Right, Jeff? Right. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Once again, we really appreciate you tuning in today. One of the things that Jeff and I want to bring to your attention as well is that when we created this podcast, it was not intended to take the place of a clinician. In other words, if you find yourself in a place where there's something deeper going on or something that you cannot solve on your own, we do recommend that you reach out to a clinician of some sort. This podcast is purely opinion-based and it is rooted in the desire to help you along your path in whatever way we can. However, it is never going to replace, nor should it ever be looked at as a replacement for clinical help in any way. Thanks again for tuning in.